Welcome to Bespoke Diaries, today's article is on, Still Living on Borrowed Time, by Brian Bennett, author, United Kingdom. The 14th of November 1974 at the tender age of 21 Brian is sitting in the office of my then renal consultant, one Mr. Williams. This farmer-like man had a brilliant bedside manner and a nice way of delivering not-so-good news. He looked up from his treatment notes, smiled, looked him in the eyes over the top of his half-rimmed glasses and said well, Mr. Bennett it appears that we need to remove your right kidney, and as soon as possible. The kidney is deceased and slowly killing you. What does that mean? You can survive quite normally with one healthy kidney, but your remaining kidney is only working at 68%, which means that you will need dialysis at some point in the future. As for your life expectancy, well you will be very lucky to reach the age of 60, any questions? Before Brian could even open his mouth to speak, he was gone, leaving Brian there a broken man. He will always remember that day in 1974, but life goes on, as they say. One kidney down, eventually back to work, married, two wonderful children Stephanie and Sean, plenty of fishing and shooting, life was great. At this stage of his life, Brian was fishing for some of the top teams in the country, winning, giving talks, attending sponsors trade shows, demonstrating fishing tackle and generally having a great time. He was so busy for such a long time that he ignored the obvious signs that his health was suffering. At this time in 1982 he was enjoying his perfect job driving HGV1 lorries, his job was to deliver bacon slash ham joints to Scotland's supermarket depots. The downside being that he had to spend three or four nights away each week, which meant that he was missing seeing his kids growing up, but the interest rates were 18% and he needed to do the endless hours, just to survive. In 1985 his world fell apart, he collapsed one day at work and lost the use of his legs for a few weeks, that was the end of his working life, because his remaining kidney was failing fast. We went as a family from earning very good money, to living on benefits, Brian can assure you that this is not an easy transition to make, but when you have no option, what do you do? You adjust. 1990 was about the time that dialysis was first mentioned, this was something that he feared more than all of the other treatments that he had been already been through, more than anything it was the fear of the unknown. Yes, you see the pictures, yes you meet the nurses, yes you visit the treatment wards, but no one warns you about the pain, the fear and trepidation, the screams of seriously ill patients as the nurses search for veins in reluctant fragile bodies. Then in 1992 the big day arrived, his first dialysis session. Two was horrendous, he had been through a lot in his life biopsies, investigations into every orifice of his body, lots of stays in hospital, forming of fistulas but this was something else, it was an experience that will always stay with him. As with everything in life, you adjust, you settle down to routine, this was going to be it for the rest of his life, one hour's drive, four hours treatment, one hour's drive back home, four days every week. That is unless he was lucky enough to receive a kidney transplant. All you ever hear about transplants are the good things, the successful outcomes, the way that this will change your life, yeah right. 
He looked at patients, young and old, sick and dying, just laying there, staring at the white ceiling for hours on end, as if they had nothing to live for, not him. Brian decided to do something about it. A very good friend of him Keith Arthur once said to him, always turn a negative into a positive it was at this time that he began his charity work, he raised money for the KPA, Kidney Patients Association, Air Ambulance, St. Richard's Hospice and many other local charities. He thinks that being quite well known, in certain quarters, having the right contacts, being a good organizer, all of these things helped in this troubled period of his life. Meals out for 120 anglers with a full comedy drag show, performed by yours truly, covers band, transport to and from the venue, the whole evening was perfect, he loved every minute of the organizational side. Fishing contests, night sea fishing trips for 40 blokes, anything and everything to raise some money. Brain mentioned his comedy track shows, this is a list of his alter egos, Dolly Spartan, Shirley Trashy, Tina Burner, Bob Bighand and of course Marilyn Monroe, yes, he had the dress and the fans, his chosen song for the blonde bombshell was, I want to be loved by you he also did a few other minor stars and a great Freddie Mercury, or so I was told, the one where he dressed as a woman in a short black skirt, he even had the exact same hoover as the one that he had. Remember the song, I want to break free brain had such fun making people laugh, what made the whole drag thing funnier is his body shape, let's just say that he is vertically challenged, fat and bald. He had a few other strings to his bow in his quest to raise even more money, he sang with local bands, stand-up comedian, this was done using some of the true funny stories from his book, A Badsy Boy talks to visiting angling clubs on our local river and meals out but his favorite had to be doing 40s nights at old people's homes, dressed in top hat and tails. He would sing his heart out. Just watching the residents linking arms and singing along, what's not to like. But then it happened, his first failed transplant, 2007. He had been called in a few times previously, prepped for the operation, only to be told at the last minute that the donated kidney was not viable. This was a very bad period in his life, no one warns you what happens when a transplant, that you had been praying for, because this operation was going to be life-changing, no more dialysis, less hospital visits, holidays, being able to do things with the family, and to lead a relatively normal life again, fails after only a few hours. One of the worst memories at this time was being in ICU and then placed on a ward with patients that had received successful transplants, asking yourself, why did this happen to me? The darkness descended very quickly, so much so that he literally gave up on life. After a heart-to-heart -heart talk with his wife and teenage kids, they all agreed to support him, and whatever he decided, it would be okay. What you have to remember is this, his kids have only ever known him to be ill, they knew how much of a toll dialysis, traveling and treatments was taking out of him. He was still in hospital at this point and had lots of thinking time, maybe too much? He made the decision to write a short story book, it was for the grandchildren that he would never see, he called the book, A Walk With Grandad it was a simple little illustrated book about a small child walking along a local river, hand in hand with their grandparent, with some of his poems and nature's wonders, things that they would see along the way. 
Brian was very pleased with the end result, and had just 40 copies printed for family and friends, since that time I have sold literally hundreds of copies, the thought of him ending his life had diminished at this time. What you have to remember is this, he is still traveling all over the country giving talks, still doing full drag shows, singing his heart out and still competing at the top level in his much loved sport fishing, and still winning just as many contests, as he had been before, still organizing nights out, busy, busy. His daughter was now happily married and his son had started his own business by this time. Sean had surprised his wife and him by traveling to many far-off lands, all on his own, a backpack being his only luggage. Then his second failed transplant comes along, again lasting only a few hours. His time in ICU this time was bad, very bad, so much so that the darkness had returned with a vengeance, only this time there was no coming back. His nurse Katie May Harris was his rock, behind closed curtains they cried together. She held his hand for hours on end, she talked, comforted him, but to be honest, he was a broken man, he felt that there was no coming back from this. Do you believe in miracles? He could not take any more and made the decision to go home, refuse any further treatment, and wait for nature to take its natural course. The day of his discharge finally arrived, he had said his goodbyes to doctors and staff, everything was now in place for when his life ended. His wife of so many happy years and daughter came to collect him from the hospital, they pushed him to the car in a wheelchair, once in the car his wife left to return the wheelchair, it was at this point that his daughter Stephanie said these life-saving words, I'm Prega's dad. What can he say, his granddaughter Clementine saved his life. He is blessed with a beautiful second granddaughter Beatrice, his girls are his life, to think that I might have missed out in just knowing them, just doesn't even bear thinking about. His life has now become settled as he slips quietly and gracefully into old age, he is still receiving dialysis 4 days every week, 52 weeks of the year and he still travels 1 hour each way, what has changed, he is now an author. My life of match fishing is finally over, he does manage to fish one day in August annually, no more singing, stand up, drag. His wife made the decision one day and threw all of his dresses, except Marilyn, into the rubbish bin. At this point in his life's adventure, he thinks that it is only fair that he mentions a bit more of his medical history, that way you the reader will appreciate how he intends ending this rendition of his life. Sepsis X2 mini strokes X6 fitted stents in his chest X36 fitted stent in my heart X1 formed fistulas. 14 dialysis lines, too many to even think about. Low blood pressure. Falling over low, he consumes 26 pills every day. He has sleep apnea, I wear a mask in bed every night, with air blowing into his nostrils, because he stops breathing when he is asleep, up to 50 times, his time on dialysis is now spent writing, it has been 6 years now since he thought that his life was over. Long gone now since the day that he gave up on everything, but to be honest, he is busier now than he has ever been, see below. His list of self-published books. Children's books. The Naughty Gnome Minus 2-3. A trilogy of very funny stories about a 3-inch tall gnome, that was given life by a fairy after he rescued her from danger. Philomena and the Stolen Kiss. Fairies. Philomena and the Sleeping Princess. 
Fairies, Zolom, Scary Wolf Book, A Walk with Grandad, Novels, Thumbprint in the Dome, The Ghosts of Level 9. This book received 5 star reviews on Goodreads, Into the Void, Adult Only, The Intelligent Gardener, Adult Only. Some of his friends say that he had a crap life, he disagree with them totally, because he believes that he have had a fantastic life, he has a wonderful family life, he does not owe anyone a penny, he has the most beautiful wife and best friend in the world. He tells her that he loves her every day and he makes her laugh every day. He would not change a single thing, look at what he has achieved in his interesting life, he was brought up in a small country village, there were times back then that he would be taken fruit picking instead of school, simply to help put food on the table. Shooting and fishing are a country boy's bread and butter, as for his childhood, what can he say, the local policeman was a regular visitor to his house. If there was one thing that he could change, it would be that he should have embraced technology sooner, as far as computers are concerned, he will admit that he is a dinosaur. His biggest bugbear in life is his book marketing. He will openly admit he has no idea how marketing works, he can write books, organize illustrators, printers, but marketing, no, chance. His biggest thrill is the thought of a child somewhere in the world opening his book on their birthday, and smiling. This is where all of his frustration goes, he would just love his grandchildren to see his books on the bookshelves, but unless a miracle happens, he will have to rely on Amazon. Apparently, he can market his books on Amazon, but how? I have read books, listened to forums on this subject, they may as well be talking in some strange foreign language. All he wants to do is write books. Just think, look at him, a country boy, not much education at all, not what you would call intelligent, still good looking, ha, ha. He still likes to make people laugh as often as he can. If he can achieve everything that he has achieved, with everything that he has had to put up with throughout his life, just image what you could achieve. Well, here we are almost at the end of his story, he is now 68 years of age, disabled with end-stage kidney failure, he still sings, teaches fishing and love life. There are many more of life events that he could, should have included in these pages, but he thinks that it is time for his afternoon nap. Thank you for your time. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share. Do leave your thoughts in the comments section below. For similar type of article please reach us at contact at thebespokediaries.com or you can visit our website www.thebespokediaries.com.